You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. If you don't know, a year ago tomorrow, uh, a year ago tomorrow was the day, first day we went online, right? Um, I don't know if you know, but it was a year ago. In some ways, it's been the longest year ever. In some, some ways, it feels like that was yesterday, right? Uh, and, you know, all the things that have happened this year, we look back and we see all the things that have happened. And, we've, and you know, I know we want to put it all behind us and just go on. But, you know, there's something that's gone on, I think, that, that maybe we haven't noticed, and that's that maybe we've got a little distracted. Maybe we've gotten a little uh, focused on other things that we, maybe we shouldn't have gotten focused on as much. And, and, and that's part of the problem is that when we get distracted, uh, we begin to value the wrong things. And I know this, this year has had plenty of distractions. It's had plenty of things go on to take our attention off what really matters. And, uh, but as Christians, as people who follow Jesus, uh, what we value is, is so important, right? And, and what, we, what we place value on is so important. Just believing in God, uh, period, just, uh, even if you're not a Christian, just believing in God it does something, you know, it makes you feel like there is a purpose to this. There's a purpose to this world. There's a purpose to existence. You know, there's something bigger than us outside of all this that's, that's, that's created this. And, and so there's purpose. But following Jesus and, and believing that he is who he says he is, that's, that adds another layer to it. Not just that, that there's purpose to this, but that we have purpose. Because Jesus God came and, and died for us. He, he loved us enough, saw value in us enough to die. So that means that there is, there is value. There is value in each and every one of us, not just us in this room, but there's value in every human being on the planet. That, that, that's something that, that, that you know, changes a person when you begin to realize that. And, and it's so important for us not lose, lose our focus on, uh, on those things, right? Right? Um, and that's what this sermon series is about. This sermon series is about looking at what we value and looking at, at uh, making sure that we're valuing the right things. Make sure we're, we're where we need to be because it, it's, it's important to remember, uh, first and foremost, where our value comes from. You know, in Psalms, uh, it says that uh, the psalmist wrote, for you created my inmost being. You, you knit me together in my mother's womb, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And then, so, I mean, we're made. We're made on, on purpose, right? But it goes even further in the New Testament. This is, that was post, that was pre-Jesus. This is after Jesus. John writes this and says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. That, that's, 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 that Jesus loves us so much that he made us his children. He valued us. He saw the value in us that, that he made us his children. And so that's where our value should come from, right? But when we get distracted, not only, uh, do, we, not only do we um, begin to value the wrong things, but we also begin to find our value in the wrong, find our own value in the wrong places. Like we begin to think, you know, about the, our achievements. Maybe that's what, what brings us to feel like we, we have value or, or the things we accumulate that, that brings us value or, 
or what people think about us and how people respect us or or even if you know sometimes we can even think you know like making sure people uh you know think we don't worry about what they wor- they think about us that can even be something that we value and we find value in or how hard we work or how good we are at our job but none of those things bring lasting value no matter you know some of those those things have good things in them but they can't bring you satisfaction that's not where value is truly found in first timothy chapter six i don't have time to go and read that but but it's linked in the the sermon notes you can go there and read the whole chapter um church2911.com slash connect you can find the sermon notes um but in timothy chapter six paul is writing timothy it's a this, he's wrapping up this letter and he ends this whole thing with like this, this just message of don't get wrapped up in, in things that aren't going to last. It's because it's so easy to, because that's what's in front of our face right now is all these things that are not going to hang, hang around, things that are not going to last. And he says, you know, he, one of the things he says, I think it's chapter, verse seven, he says, he says, uh, we, we, um, we don't bring anything into this world and, and we can't take anything out of it. But then he challenges, he challenges Timothy, and he says, but, but don't focus on those things. Don't focus on those things that aren't going to last. Value, value good things. And he says, he says, value things like righteousness and godliness and, and, uh, and uh, love and hope and, I think he says, endurance and, and gentleness. And he says, fight, fight for the faith. Fight the good fight for faith. And he says, that's what we need to be focused on, are those things that are going to outlast just me and you here, you know, here. It's going to outlast just what we see with our eyes. And uh, so, so where do you find value? Where, where do you find value? Uh, because Jesus values you. And I think, you know, if, if, you've, if you've put your, if you've been trying to find value through those things, through, through the things that are temporary, through the things that are not going to last, maybe you've come up wanting, maybe you know, you haven't even realized it, but that's what you, you looking now. You say, oh, that, that may be what I was kind of doing is I was trying to find my value somewhere else. But if, if, you, if, if you came up wanting, you came up and said, you know what? I just, it just left me wanting more. That's because the true value comes from Jesus. True, true value comes from him alone. And, and he values you more. And if you don't hear anything else I say today, I want you to hear this. He values you more than anyone ever has. And he values you more than anyone ever will. He loves you. He he has he sees the value in you. No matter no matter what people have said about you, no matter what people have done to you, no matter what people have you know messed up your life, or no matter how bad you've messed up your life, no matter no matter the things in your past, and no matter the things the baggage you're carrying, none of that matters to Jesus. He loves you. He values you. He sees that value, and I think that's. That's a great message, right? That's a that's something that we need that we need to hear. And maybe you you're thinking like I, I don't need to hear that today. Hold it back. <laughs> you're gonna need it at some point. You, maybe you don't feel too 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 uh, down today, but but you're gonna need that at some point. That to know that Jesus values you. You know, uh, my daughter Macy, she's eight, and one of the things I've always said to her is I'll say, you know, a lot of times, you know, when she's going to bed or when I'm dropping her off at school, I'll look at her and say, Hey, who does Dad love? And she says, me. And I've always done that because I feel like that is an important thing for a little girl to know, is to know that her dad loves her. You know, you agree? You agree? Yeah, you agree. How much more important is it for us to know that our Heavenly Father loves us? Who does He love? He loves, he loves me. He loves you. 
that's an important message that we can't lose sight of. And it has deep, it, it means so much to us that our church is named Church 2911, right? Jeremiah 29.11 says, says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. It's, it's God saying, saying, hey, I've got a plan for your life. I, I love you. I, I, I want to take care of you. That's, that's the message. And that's, that's a message that we need to share, right? It doesn't need to be a selfish thing. as, ooh, God loves me. But think about all the people that need to hear that. I, we have to be a church where everyone has value, where everyone sees their value. And that means, number one, making people feel welcome, making people feel welcome when they come in the door. And, and I know a lot of people you know, say that we're a friendly church, and a lot of people say that, but we've got to keep that going. We've got to not let that die. We can't just say that's what, who we used to be. We've got to be that, right? We've got to make people feel welcome. We've got to show people that love that Jesus has for them. We've got to show people that they have value. And we've got to let them know that they have purpose. We've got to let them know that. Me and you, you may know that. You may feel it down in your bones that you have purpose and know that. But man, we've got to share that with other people. And we've got to help them find that purpose and live out that purpose. And we've got to do a better job of helping them find that and live that out. And that's the kind of church I want to be a part of. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of church I want to, I want to be a part of. A church that carries out Jesus' mission. Uh, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus uh, said this. He, he, he was in the, the temple in the synagogue, and he, sat, he, he was surrounded by the, the leaders and the, the religious leaders of his day, and uh, he got up and read out of, the, out of, the, of the, uh, the words of the prophet Isaiah, and he said, you know, this is about me, and it kind of r- rustled some feathers the wrong way, but he said, this is about me, and this is what Jesus says about why he came. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of the sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. That's who Jesus came to, to minister to. That's who, why Jesus came. Is he came, he came for, what's it say there? It says the poor, and that's, that's financially poor and people who are spiritually poor. Uh, whenever Jesus speaks, that's what he's doing. He's speaking about both. It's not one or the other. Uh, it's, it's both uh, talking about people who are in, in, in prison and people who are in a, a, a spiritual prison. He's, he's talking about people who, he says the blind, but I think it's all, all people who are sick uh, and also people who are spiritually sick and, and, and the oppressed, people who are, have been kicked down by, by society, people who have, have been written off. That's who Jesus came for. That's who he came to, to reach. That's who he came to, to preach to. Um, and Jesus uh, saw value in those people that the world had written off. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's hard to see value in every person because there's just those people that rub you the wrong way, right? Those people that just grate on your nerves, just, just, just right. Or maybe, you know, you, you just, just somebody you, you don't really know, but man, they just, it's hard to see that value. They just, they just you know, it, they just get to you. And so it's hard to see that value in all people. But Max Lucado said this, he said, what did Jesus know? that enabled him to do what he did? Here's part of the answer. He knew the value of people. He knew that each human being is a treasure. And because he did, people were not a source of stress, but a source of joy. That's the kind of church that I want to be a part of, is, is a church that sees people 
as not, a, 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 not, a, not as something that stresses us out. That, that whatever they got going on, it's not a stress, but they're a joy. That they are, some, they are someone worthy of love, somebody that, that we can value, that Jesus values, and we do too. You know, if it's still, if it's still hard for you to, figure, to, to relate, I want you to think about this. Think about, like I said, it's been a year now we've been dealing with this, okay? And if you look back at the past 365 days and all the things we've gone through, all the things you've gone through, I don't think anybody would say this was their favorite year ever. If you are, you're weird, okay? I want to I hear about your year. Um, after afterwards, okay, I would love to hear about it. Um, but there's been a lot of things that have gone on. There, there have been some good things that have happened this past year, definitely. But we've had a lot of struggles. You know, I know just personally the people that I know, people have a lot of a lot of struggles. Um, you know, people we've lost, people uh, that are that are grieving still, people that are just just isolated because of uh, because of all this and and uh, just the way that our our, our people are just towards each other just seems it seems worse than ever and and uh you know you look at all of that all the things that have gone on the past year and you look and, and you look back and i i do at least thank god for being with me i'm so glad i had god to be with me to walk with me over this past year are you i mean where would you be at how would you have made it without jesus how would you have do you really do you really think about that now there, here's the thing, is there's, think about all the people that did go through the last 365 days without Jesus, without the hope and without the peace that you and I take for granted. Think about that. Think about the, the, all the people that, that went through this and, and think about where they're at. They need Jesus. And, and you know what? I'm excited, you know, see number cases dropping, we got vaccines going out and all that stuff. I'm excited about it. Great, whatever. Um, you know, we you know, I know people are uh are excited about, you know, no more masks or not having to worry about it and being able to do whatever and not feel like you're, you know, you know, we're gonna fist bump, we're gonna high five, we're gonna hug, what's going on, we're gonna stay away. All that stuff. I I'm excited, okay? But here's the thing I'm most excited about, okay? I'm most excited about people that need Jesus feeling comfortable to come to a coffee shop, to come to a small group, to come to a place like this on a Sunday or whenever and, and hear about Jesus. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited. Yeah, we, we, we can, we've been able to reach people this past year in new ways, and I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do that. But man, I'm excited about people being, us being able to, go full throttle, you know, gas all the way down, right? That's what I'm excited about more than anything. I hope you are too. I'm excited about people coming to know Jesus. That's what we, you know, people finding that value. Um, and, and here's the thing is if, if we want to be a church that values people, the secret is a church that values people is made up of people who value people. It's really that simple. Um, you know, church isn't just a building. It's not just a statement of beliefs. It's not just, you know, it's not just a mission statement or, a, uh, you know, a brand, a logo on a website or whatever. It's not just a, a, a pastor or a, a whoever, a personality. It is a people. It is us. And so it's up. It's up to me and you. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's up to us to do this. It's up to us. If we want a church that values people, it's up, uh, it's up to us to make it that way, right? 
And we, we have to stop sitting back and thinking, oh, you know, someone else is going to be the one that, that, that's, that reaches those people. The, oh, those people are going to be the one. They're, they're the ones that are going to be more friendly to those people. And I say, you know what? What's my, my place? What's my place? Where, how can I share that value with other people? How can I let other people know that they have that value? So I want to ask you, who do you value? Who do you value? I think one of the easiest ways to find out who you value is to find out who you invest in, okay? And I don't mean like, you know, writing them checks, okay? Because, I, I mean, that's nice and all, but, but uh, who do you, who, what, what, the, most, the most valuable uh, piece of, you know, thing that we have, the most valuable thing we own, it's, it's, it's uh, co- completely, you know, it's, uh, we can't renew it, it's time. Time is the thing that we have that just, we, we only have a limited amount of it, right? And so who do you invest the most time in? Who do you invest time with? Who, who, do, you, who do you pour into? And who are those people? Who, who are the people that, that maybe you, you should be investing more into? Who are the people that, that, uh, that maybe you've written off or you've, clo- you, you've, you, you've you know, just said, uh, you know, someone else can reach them? Who are those people? Who do you need to invest a little bit more in? Because let me tell you, I think one of the things Jesus modeled for us, okay, um, is when he called the disciples. If you look at when he called the disciples, they were nobodies, okay? I'm so glad God uses nobodies, right? They were a bunch of fishermen, a bunch of no-name people, and you see when he called them, he, he looked at them, and they were just guys out fishing. And he said, he said hey, come follow me. We got some stuff to do, right? He said, he said, hey, we're going to go change the world. Hey, I think you can do what I do. And I, like, imagine being just a fisherman, hearing Jesus say, hey, come on, follow me. Let's go, let's go change the world, right? That's what Jesus did is he saw value in people that everyone else just didn't. And he, he spoke that into them. And he, he said, hey, you can change the world. And because of that, because of what Jesus said there, because of what he did, those, those guys, those nobodies, we're able to change the world. Showing someone that they have value is the first step in changing the world. And I know, I know, looking back at my life, looking back at, at where I've been, and probably you too, you didn't get where you're at by yourself. You had people who spoke value into you, who showed you that you had value. People that, that loved you and cared for you and, and, and lifted you up. I look back at my life. I see, you know, my parents. I see uh, teachers. I had some teachers. I wasn't a good student. I had some teachers that did not value me. I had some teachers, but I had some teachers that would pull me aside and show me, you know, even in elementary school, I had teachers that showed me the ways that, that I, the things I was good at, you know, and spoke that into my life and was able to, able to sh- shine a light on the ways that I had value. And I, I look back at, you know, friends and family and co-workers and bosses and and I look back at, you know, youth group and, and, and the people at my church growing up, and I see people who poured into me and valued me and just so many people. And, and one, one thing that really stands out, and it's, it was one just, one just random occurrence. I, I, at a church I was, I was at, and um, I wasn't on staff at this church yet, and I was, I was just uh, I was leading worship for, for the youth on Wednesday night sometimes. I was driving the daycare bus and I was setting up chairs and one of those days I was sitting there setting up chairs and an older lady at the church came through and she caught me there in the foyer 
and uh, she, she looked at me, and she, she, I knew she had been sick, and she asked me, she said, Brent, I'd like you to pray for me. And I was, you know, I was like 24. I was new into ministry. You know, I was nervous about praying in front of people. But let me tell you, it's a whole other thing when you're praying for one person, and it's specifically for them. I think I said her name wrong when I was praying for her. And I prayed over her, and afterwards I was like, man, why did she ask me to pray for her? And now even, even today, she'll, she'll, you know, uh, if she sends me a message on my birthday or something on Facebook, she'll say, you know, I'm praying for you, buddy. Hope you're, hope you're praying for me, kind of thing. And I, you know, look, look, that day it was like, why did she ask me to pray for her? Why, why, you know, pastor was up in his office, go ask him, you know? But I look back now and I see she was secretly telling me, hey, I value your prayer. Hey, you have value. She was letting me know that, that I mattered. And in that little, simple way, she was letting me know that I, that I mattered. And, and I, I see that. And I know that if you look back at your life, I know that you see those people too. Those people that took you aside. People that, that spent extra time with you. People that, that invested in you, right? You see those people. And we can't just let it stop with us, right? We gotta, we gotta pass it on. We gotta pass it on to the next generation. We've gotta continue to value people. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205 476 2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.